0: Broads, count them two. Talk about everything that affects us. But for Pete's sake, don't correct us. Seriously. Just settle in, kick off your shoes. It's time to tune into the broad review. Hello. Hi. Hello. I forgot what I was doing for a second. <laughs> what is this? What are you we doing here? Welcome to our podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, when you were doing the countdown, it reminded me of an episode of Schitt's Creek we just watched. Oh. When she's doing her audition reel, yeah, she's like, "I'll count myself I'll in, count <laughs> myself in." <laughs> uh, welcome to the Broad Review podcast Uh, my name is tiffany i'm emily and we are here to review things of broad topics Mm -hmm. sometimes using swear words and
1: yelling i'm sorry about millennial slang (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah we swear get used to it or don't listen or don't don't, or just don't don't. i don't we don't need you we don't need you (laughs) no we really do i'm sorry we do no i'm sorry that was i didn't mean that we need
0: you come back just ignore our swears. Yes. So, um, yeah, this is our... We're in season three. We're on episode something or other. Four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. A little delayed this week. It's because uh, Tiffany had a gas problem. <laughs> You've been waiting <laughs> since I've been since waiting. Friday I've been waiting to use it. To she has gas issues. My bad gas. <laughs> it was so bad. So, fun fact. Uh, two things. When you buy a house, shit breaks, and it's expensive... And number two, that shit sometimes gets fixed, but then not really. And then what was a threat of a carbon monoxide leak, uh, which is what was wrong with our furnace? Something was cracked, and it was shit. slowly just eeping out some carbon, slowly killing just you, slowly, slowly killing us. Yeah, cool. Which I don't know about you, but I have a very irrational fear of carbon monoxide poisoning because of the show Rescue 911. <gasps> Every family everywhere has died. Of- it's not irrational.
1: Weird Al Yankovic's parents died of <gasps> carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh no. It's not irrational at all. Actually, a lot of fucking people have died. Yeah. And like, we I'm... have alarms?
0: Yes. But I guess by that point, you're already like sick. <laughs>
1: yeah. Cause like, you don't, you can't, your brain doesn't work. <sighs> Do you remember? No, you won't. Cause no, I you don't, don't, cause don't, my brain doesn't you work. You don't go on Reddit either. Uh, A couple of years ago, there was this really interesting Reddit thread about a guy who thought he was being haunted or that somebody was living in his house because he kept seeing – people kept leaving post-it notes for him and he lived alone. Carbon monoxide poisoning.
0: He was leaving himself post-it Yes. Is this the plot of Last Christmas? It is. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. We'll
1: get there. No, but it was super interesting because somebody finally said, dude – this is go your... outside for a little bit because <laughs> he would come back and then you know he would leave and everything would be fine and then they would come back and then he, these notes would be there for him it was oh, fucking crazy it was a roller gosh. coaster ride
0: that's like what my desk is full of post-it notes that i don't remember what i wrote them down for
1: but it's they're because the i know karma. that i wrote them <laughs> did you get your gas
0: problem figured out i'm pretty sure <laughs> i think so you had a good poop yeah, it's it turns, all out. It turns out, um, pipes are clean. It turns out that the guys who installed the furnace didn't tighten the main piece that connects to the gas line enough. You Can't just screw that on there two times. You gotta screw it on there. Was this a furnace that was installed before you guys bought the house, or? No, Monday we got a new one. Last Monday. Oh. So, I don't know. They didn't screw it in tight enough, and oh. then we were like, hmm, smells like gas. And so the guy came out on Friday and I gave them a very short window of time because I'm an important content producer and have an important schedule to keep. And then I was like, you know what, Emily, I should probably stay home for this. I was like, somehow your
1: your health and safety are more important
0: than this podcast. I was like, no, get over here. I don't
1: give a shit if your house blows up.
0: So semi-related to that. I didn't finish my Thanksgiving grocery shopping on Friday, which was my yeah. goal. Yeah, because I remember you told me that. I did not want to go to the fucking grocery store this week. So I didn't finish on Friday because of the gas. So I go yesterday. The fucking grocery store was on fire. Wait, do you mean like... No, like not busy. Not like, oh my God, it was on the fire. It was so busy. No, there was like... Four fire trucks. This oh. store was evacuated. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it was lit?
1: I don't get I don't get what you're saying. You had fun? Grocery shopping was so lit.
0: <laughs> no, it was there was a fucking fire in the service deli and so they had to evacuate the whole store. What place was this? Trader Safeway? Joe's Oh Safeway? Yeah. I made it to Trader Joe's on Friday. Oh, okay. Did not Good. make it to Safeway on Friday. Sunday it was on fire. This <laughs> <laughs> This morning it was fine, but god damn it was fucking busy. Yeah. So uh, disaster has been following me. I'm sorry. Everywhere. Everywhere. I have to go to get a few little tiny things. Oh, my God. What are you waiting for? Go right now. <laughs>
1: Cancel the no, podcast. I'm going to go at like 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. Before the younger people are awake and before the kids have gotten dressed. You.
0: No. Are you going to Trader Joe's where they have those tiny shopping carts that Fuck are... No, it's a no, it's I can't. I cannot shop
1: at Trader Joe's because of the size of their stores. I have not been able to go into a Trader Joe's in like three years. I can't. <laughs> I need wide aisles that two carts can easily fit through without having to ask anybody to move or making eye contact with anybody. I have to go to the largest grocery store I can. or but not Costco. Not Costco, because Jesus Christ, that parking Jesus. lot. no. I ha- I go to the Safeway
0: that's down the street here, and it's it's, oh, good. it's
1: nice big aisles. Doesn't it's usually not terribly busy. Burst into flames. It's it's not terribly busy. Does it have
0: more than two cashiers working at a time?
1: Um, no, but they have a self checkout that has
0: no item limit. Oh, I didn't know self checkouts had item limits. I just thought it was like how badass do you think you are at this? There's usually like <laughs> so some places have like
1: a suggestion like like uh, Fred Meyer has. Two different self-checkout lines. Oh, They have the, you have 15 items or fewer, or you have whatever the fuck you want. And if you go on whatever the fuck you want, you're going to wait because people have more stuff, but they still don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) Like, I don't. (laughs) So, yeah, it... I'm going tomorrow morning. I also have to go to Central Market, which is like a little fancier
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: there's a couple of fancy things that I need.
0: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. For family dinner on Friday. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, So this is our podcast um, called Grocery Stores, and it's where we talk about- Uh, We review the grocery stores. I give the Safeway, um, um, you know, when it was
1: an Albertsons, I gave it a three and a half out of five, but now that it's a Safeway, four out of five. Yeah, except for
0: when it's on fire. (laughs) This is what becomes really important to you in your mid to late thirties? Twenties. Twenties? I'm in my mid to late twenties. Oh, that's right. In my mid to late (laughs) thirties. Grocery stores and that fucking savings app that I make sure I check every time. I also have to go... To the Apple Store tomorrow. No, I have
1: to. I have to, and I'm terrified. I'm going to the one. I'm going to the one at Bellevue Square.
0: No, I know. I know it's
1: a bad idea. But again, I'm gonna get there right at nine, right when they open, and just like run in and be like, "Stop! Please sell me an iPhone. I'll buy it right now. Here's my money. <laughs> Take my car and set it up. I don't want to talk to you." And then you have exact <laughs> change in your hands. <laughs> I need an iPhone. Let me buy it. I know I'm not browsing. Oh, my God. Just let it
0: sell it to me. Jesus. So
1: I have a stressful day coming up tomorrow.
0: May God be with you. (laughs) Anyways, let's talk about uh, uh, pop culture-related things like we normally do on this Totally Normal podcast. Let's talk about Christmas movies, which will
1: segue into my review this week.
0: Yes. Christmas movies. Yes. For or against... Ah, God. You know, it really depends on the caliber of Christmas movie we're talking about. Okay. I like the classics, you know, uh, National Lampoons. The classics. Not A Wonderful Life. She's not talking about that. She's not. The classics of my generation. Yeah. You know, Christmas Vacation obviously is a must watch. Mm -hmm. We'll probably watch Elf because we're children. It's adorable. It's a modern day classic. The old, old stuff, like, don't ever make me watch Miracle on 43. 34th 3rd street again (laughs) 26th street maybe it's a wonderful life because jimmy stewart was a babe (laughs) he's not so much anymore but like i'm not one of those people that can sit around and watch hallmark movies
1: so i have to tell you time is
0: more valuable than that (laughs) last night
1: i was having one of those times where i was like i want to watch something and bill was playing PUBG, so he was murdering people okay um and so I was gonna watch something independently with my headphones on. So I'm browsing through Netflix now, now, no. and then I come across the Night Before Christmas, night spelled K N I G H T. <laughs> it's about a knight who is somehow uh, pushed yes. forward in time to now. Of course. Uh, and he, lo- he, I didn't notice him watching. He's like, "Don't you fucking dare click on that!" <laughs> I was like. But it's for the. What if it was for Wait, the podcast? Is that Vanessa Hudgens? Yes, she's in that. Yeah. Like, what if What if it's for the podcast? He's like, don't, do not do that.
0: <laughs> you know what one, <laughs> one was good that was on Netflix last year was the Kurt Russell Santa movie. I don't Kurt remember Russell what it was Santa called, movie. but it was really good. I'm gonna look it up because it was good. Huh? Because Mont. Yeah. Also, so, there's like um. We do like Christmas horror movies. Like we watch Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a terrible. One Justin Meatus watched last year that someone at work recommended.
1: A hated Christmas it. horror movie? Yeah,
0: it was oh. real dark. Real I,
1: I can't watch that. Real dark. I enjoy Christmas movies, and I also respect other people that enjoy things. <laughs> <laughs> Let people enjoy things. If people wanted to if if people want to watch a night before Christmas, who is it hurting? A
0: night. Oh, I was like <laughs> A night. No. <laughs> Um, uh, Good night. The Kurt Russell film is The Christmas Chronicles. Oh. Definitely would recommend it. The Christmas it. Chronicles of Reddick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the Hallmark movies are very popular. These one Netflix yeah. is making their own because they're brilliant. Sure. Put your Christmas tree up November 1st and I watch those care. movies. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do. That's fine. Do I need it in my Instagram feed? Maybe not.
1: <laughs> Unfollow.
0: Um, yeah. So, as a person who enjoys. I
1: enjoy them. Um, I like to but the christmas because i do not watch christmas horror films because i do not watch any horror films. Right. Um i like to kind of put them in two categories. There are christmas films where magic exists, okay, and real life christmas films. Elf, christmas film where magic exists. Right. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, real life christmas. Right. Okay, and this is going to be relevant to this review. Okay.
0: I'm so nervous.
1: <laughs> I am going to review the film, the art film,
0: (laughs) last Christmas. First of all, I can't believe you went and saw it without me.
1: Although I know you were saving saving me for cats. I am saving you for cats. And it would have been, I kind of wish you would have gone with me because, so I went on a Tuesday (laughs) by myself and every other, there were probably 10 other people in the theater besides me and they were all... Elderly friend couples, like it would have been us. It would have been us, but not elderly. <laughs> and I was like, "How fucking appropriate!" And then they were probably like, "Who's this young, this young whippersnapper here <laughs> seeing movies alone? What a fucking weirdo! Why is she writing stuff down? That's weird." Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, that's who. And <clears throat> I have a little bone to pick. That's completely off topic. Okay. In a theater where you can reserve seats and see. Where other people are sitting, don't choose your fucking seats right next to
0: other people when there's nobody else in the goddamn theater. Yes, but Dolores and Gertie didn't want to break the rule on the when you're making the reservation where it says, don't leave a space in between seats. Fuck
1: not breaking the rules. <laughs> there were 10 people, we- 11 people in the theater. Oh my god! And four of them were seated next to me.
0: <laughs> you didn't get up and move
1: I didn't I thought about it but I didn't want to break the rules because I had a reserve seat
0: <laughs> uh, when I went to a Fleabag mm-hmm. the the stage show the movie stage we'll show, the call movie. it um, it wasn't very I, like I got there and I would have had to climb over like three people to get to my reserve seat and I was like something tells me this won't be an issue and yeah. so I just kind of like sat near in the right row but like in a different seat right and then I got, like, all cozy and put my feet up. Again, uh, maybe 15 people there. These people come in. They You're had in the seats, seats reserved. Oh, no, no, they no, sat right in front of me where my feet were. And I was like, Fuck. you literally could have sat anywhere else. Fuck. But they were you. They yeah.
1: had the reserved seats. They're, they're sticking <laughs> there. Uh, so I did see this alone. Um, and, okay. All right. If you have seen the trailer for this movie or any of the aggressive advertising for this movie you know who the kind of cast is and and maybe yes. a little bit of what it is they also if for a while there that trailer was in every single movie i was that we trying would to remember
0: when did we see Dot because that august uh-huh i think that it was, was in that time, movie yeah. and
1: yeah it was in a lot of movies after that so last christmas was directed by paul feig okay. i learned how to pronounce his name it's not feig it's feig you will know Paul Feig because he was the creator of Bridesmaids, uh, Freaks and Geeks, he was the writer, Lady Ghostbusters, which I don't think <laughs> is the name of it officially. <laughs> um, he was not the writer of this movie. Okay. He was just the director. The writer, Emma Thompson. Emma. Yep. Huh. So apparently she wrote this script with uh, Greg Wise, who is a writer for The Crown, Okay. And also a lot of other British television shows. They wrote this script together. And
0: nobody's going to tell Emma Thompson no.
1: No. And then they pitched it to Paul Feig that, hey, do you want to direct this and put your name attached to it? Because Paul Feig can put his name on things and people go see it.
0: Is he an A-list director? Yes. (laughs) I would say yes. Just like Judd Apatow.
1: Yes, he is. You got it right for once. Finally. (laughs) Yes. Um, So last Christmas... (laughs) is the story of Kate or Katarina, depending on who's talking to her. Is she a Russian mail-order brat? She is... Oh, I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't write down what country. Her family is from... Belarus. Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia.
0: Yugoslavia.
1: Um, But they emigrated to London when she was very young so she and her sister both have too good of British accents for somebody who moved to from Yugoslavia when they were children.
0: They did a Chernobyl. They, <laughs> uh,
1: so it's Kate. Uh, Kate is a trash person.
0: <laughs> She's a trash person. She's uh, Eleanor from The Good
1: Place. But... Uh, I feel like Eleanor, from a good pace, like, has more redeeming qualities than Kate did. Her love for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kate is, like, a full-on trash person. Oh,
0: my gosh. Um, And
1: in the the course of her living as a trash person, um, she meets a sexy, perfect man while continuing to be a hot fucking mess. Okay. And... Had this 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 sexy perfect man helps to transform her into less of a trash person, still a trash person, but just like not as bad. This is still
0: the good place.
1: <laughs> Kate is played by, of course, Amelia Clark and uh, Amelia our, Clark's eyebrows and Amelia Clark's eyebrows. Her eyebrows were not as active oh. in this as I was <laughs> expecting because I was keeping an eye on them because they're, they're you so, can't they're you so, can't not they, yeah.
0: I mean, I envy their um, It's because she had,
1: a, like, an elf hat on a lot of the times. <laughs> right. So you couldn't really see the eyebrows. Um, uh, The Khaleesi, of course, mm-hmm. our queen. Are we, are we allowed to talk spoilers of Game of Thrones at this point? It was two yes. fucking years ago. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> One of my complaints with this is... Already? So soon. <laughs> is they were... They, they You know, she's a shit person. And she's also... They're like, oh, like, look at how much of a mess she is. But... Having somebody have a little bit of black eyeliner that has run down their <laughs> eyes a little bit while still being otherwise perfect looking does not translate into they are having a hard
0: time with their life. Okay, <laughs> qualify for me her level of shit personness. Like, is she shooting up heroin on the sidewalk? <laughs> <laughs> she is the most selfish human. Okay, ever. All she's right. uh,
1: she's selfish. She ruins everything that she touches because she's selfish. Um, friends, like, open their homes to her and she, like, kills their prize pet fish. Or she ruins. Literally, Eleanor. <laughs> the, she ruins, like, she just ruins everything that she, she touches. Okay. And she also has no real remorse for any of it. Mm. And she uses the excuse of, oh, but remember that time I was really sick. I'm still affected by that time. I was really sick. I'm not sick anymore. Oh. But, like, that's why I'm still a shit person. Okay. Tom is the man in this movie. Okay. And Tom is played by Henry Golding, who is, of course, from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. He's the... Super hot babe in Crazy Rich oh, Agents, also the super hot babe in A Simple Favor, which is another Pauline yeah. movie. No way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I, I very much enjoyed that just... more than I was expecting to oh, enjoy it. Oh, man. It was Can we talk? Silly. Just time out. Blake Lively? God damn it,
0: she's beautiful. Like, <laughs> I can't enjoyed even that movie her. just for like the ridiculousness of it and like how ridiculous Blake Lively was. Yeah. And her outfits. Oh, and just, her like, outfits! Her
1: persona. I was like, what's going on? It's like, oh, we're going to throw you a twist. And then there's another twist. But and then there's a twist on top one? and that twist. So that's another Paul Feig movie. So that might lead you to know what's going to happen in this movie. Okay, Blake Lively appears. Uh, so Tom is sexy. He's really well put together. He's also super optimistic and happy and just generally like the exact polar opposite of what Kate is. Okay. And so you're wondering why the fuck is he interested in her? Because she's a mess and she's also kind of not very nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So like, She's got smudgy black eyeliner. And he's
1: beautiful. Mm -hmm. He's the most beautiful and he's so well dressed and he's helpful and he you know he volunteers at a homeless shelter and oh my gosh he's just he's an angel i have no idea where this is going i'm excited it's i'm gonna i can't wait i can't (laughs) wait so the story along with their their meeting Mm -hmm. together is last year kate had a health scare and kate doesn't understand that when you get better from a health scare people stop paying attention to you. (laughs) Like, if you are no longer deathly ill, people are not going to treat you like they're deathly ill. Right. The only person that treats her like she's deathly ill is her mother, who she resents for it, which is completely unfair, and I will get to that. Okay. I will get to her relationship with her family in a second. So Tom meets Kate outside the store that she works at, and then he keeps turning up after that. So she works at a Christmas store. Oh, gosh. This is another problem that I have. <laughs> so she works at this Christmas store. The season that this movie takes place in is is around Christmas, right before Christmas. How does this job work January
0: through November?
1: <laughs> Are people typically buying Christmas
0: items January? There's always January? that one creepy christmas store and like a touristy shopping like yeah port village in san diego has a leavenworth. Christmas store. leavenworth has a christmas store you know like there's all like but they're real are they successful
1: i mean because she seems to be have a full-time job at this store <laughs> with that, benefits that is allowing her to live in london and not be homeless all the time and dress fabulous and dress fabulous so uh I, I have some logistical questions about that. Colin, Colin, let us know. Does how if you run a Christmas store year round, how do you particularly uh,
0: in London? How do
1: you (laughs) pay the bills? I'm just curious. (laughs) Uh, This Christmas store is run by a woman named Santa. Stop. Who is played by Michelle Yeoh? Uh, Okay, Michelle Yeoh is honestly one of the most strikingly beautiful women that exist anywhere
0: ever she's incredible she
1: is incredible and she the whole movie her outfits are incredible her fucking hair like there's never a hair out of place on santa's head she's perfect and she's a (laughs) she's a bitch santa's head she's a bitch but not like in an everything that she's bitchy about is completely valid she's like you're a fucking slacker i'm paying you don't sit on your ass and you're and like you're supposed to be like oh santa that bitch and i'm like no she's not wrong no she's not wrong this is her livelihood this is her store and year round christmas themed store and for some reason she has a soft spot for kate um mm. even though she constantly fucks up to the point of kate leaves her the store unlocked when she was supposed to be closing and a bunch of the merchandise was destroyed Oh, But she forgives her and allows her to keep working
0: there. So, oh my God, I just fi- figured out the whole plot.
1: Santa <laughs> is, <laughs> I don't know if you did. So Santa is a hard ass, but not, not unwarranted. Okay. And, and nothing that she does in the valet and also... Santa was one of my favorite characters in the movie. Santa was amazing. Uh, and it's later that she she talks about her name isn't really Santa. What? It, she, ha- she has a, a real name. Is it
0: Karen and no, she had to change it?
1: She, it's, it is it is a Chinese name and um she changes it depending on where she's working. So when she owned a pet store, it was Puppy. And so like she changes it. It's fucking cute. No, I really liked her character. And, and I wish the movie would have been about her. <laughs> spin-off because she's not a shit person she works really hard she tries it she and she owns a successful business in london she's not a shit person let's talk about kate's relationship with her family okay. i'm purposely avoiding talking about yeah the romance because it is secondary <laughs> okay because i've to- i've totally solved it I, I don't know that you have okay oh my god i can't wait <laughs> so her relationship. Her relationship with her family. This was (laughs) probably one of the things that I hated the most in this movie. For some reason, she fucking hates her family. Like, hates them. Not even like, oh, you know how sometimes you talk about your family and it's like, oh, yeah, my mom. No, she's like fucking mean about it and weird. when you you hear her like shit talking her whole family for so long that you imagine when they finally come on screen that they're going to be goddamn monsters nope Their just angel. regular nice immigrant family that never did anything fucking wrong she's How just weird it was it's she fucking hates them and emma thompson plays her mom okay and it's her mom that she complains about the most and so again i'm ex- i'm, I'm ex- expecting like a fucking monster mom, crazy. No, what uh, her mom does that pisses her off so much is <laughs> she cares about her health and well-being and, like, checks up mm. on her and wants to know how she's feeling. Ugh, and, God, oh, God,
0: weird. Mom, God, you're so <laughs> you're so domineering.
1: And then she does things like um, when uh, Kate is staying over at their parents' house She, like, sings her a song to make her go to sleep. And it's supposed to be, like, the most annoying thing ever. Oh. Oh, yes. Fuck. God. What a horrible bitch. I mean, a little weird at this age. It is, but she cares about her because she almost died last year. Yeah. She almost died. And so she's very... Do we know what she almost died from? I can't talk about it yet. Okay. I can't talk about it yet. I'll... It'll come up. Okay. I don't get the whole she hates her family angle because Mm. they don't... They're not
0: terrible people. They don't do anything wrong. I don't know. that You got me on that one. I have another theory. Okay, before you tell me what the movie is about, I have to give you my two theories, so let me know when. Oh, no, I don't, because <laughs> I don't want you to guess it. Okay. okay. All right, then I'll do it after, because they're good. Okay. But maybe I guessed it. I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> I'm getting there, I promise, in a roundabout way. <laughs> so through all of this, her, sh- her, she's shitty at her job, she's shitty at her life, she's shitty to her family. Tom is trying to get her to not be such a garbage person, so okay. he encourages her to um, volunteer at a homeless shelter. Um, he encourages her to help her help Santa find love. Which, side note, that is my favorite story Aww. in this is <laughs> Santa. So in there's the the store that she has this like tall like pasty german man comes in (laughs) and he's like enamored with her and they're they're, like instantly in love and it's the fucking cutest thing ever and he loves sauerkraut (laughs) and like it's so cute and so their romance is adorable and so she kind of helps facilitate kate helped facilitate that a little bit and so you're like oh maybe she's not such a garbage person because she helped two people fall in love that are probably going to fall in love on their own anyways (laughs) uh i also have to address the george michael thing okay
0: what was it all George Michael music? Yes, but but it wasn't like a Rocket Man. Or it wasn't. Beatles themed movie. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't. And it. Hmm. You get from the beginning. You get that she really likes George Michael. Okay, as most
0: Britishes do. <laughs> okay, and women from a period but in the late eighties. It's 90s. not like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it got like. It's because Emma Thompson was like, "What if the whole soundtrack was George Michael?" And they were like, "Nobody tells her no." (laughs) Yeah, it's like, "All right, that's fine. We'll work it." And then the guy who's like busy writing the George Michael biopic is like, "Fuck!" So we're gonna get the rights to these songs. Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know. It, it had nothing to do with the plot. The plot was not Hmm. like pushed forward by George Michael. Okay, but George Michael has everything to do with the spoiler what all right okay spoiler alert for those of you that are (laughs) listening that are interested in not knowing the spoiler ending for last christmas and are planning to watch it (laughs) skip forward oh 15 minutes or so um until i am done spoiling this because i am going to full on spoil it in five seconds in (laughs)
0: 5 i'll count myself down (laughs) what is
1: the name
0: of this movie last christmas
1: what is the first line of the song of this movie they gave you my heart i solved it <laughs> he is her fucking heart donor he is i he thought is it would have been like his wife ghost he's a ghost or a figment of her imagination oh and it's his heart inside her heart now it's his heart is her heart it's literally last christmas i gave you my heart and it is in your body so he is buzzing around her (laughs) trying to not have his heart be wasted on a garbage person
0: i want to cry that that could have been so much it could have been so much better right like that's not a terrible storyline is it it's fucking stupid <laughs> okay first I, of all there's been seven movies made about this right before
1: so i knew that when uh there's a point where kate and tom are sitting and they're talking about what she was sick with and she said that she got a heart transplant i'm like Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh, you did this. You fuckers. Oh, my God. None of the rest of the audience okay. caught on to it. So when it was revealed at the end,
0: it was like, what? It was just hard. <laughs> huh? It's so hard. Oh, my God. That was the second theory that I wrote down. What was the first theory? That um, the Santa store was a uh, money laundering scheme, and he was an FBI agent, and he was using Kate to bust this to bust santa that's a good story make that movie next year got it emma thompson call me i think the whole george
1: michael angle was only so they could say how do we make a literal movie out of the song
0: can we make a literal
1: movie out of father figure (laughs) (laughs) i want your sex there's so many other good movies you could have made us a movie out of so Wow, remember how I was saying there are two movies, two schools of movies, yeah, fantasy movies, magic movies, and a real life movie. This is a real life movie. So no one after it is revealed that he was not real is addressing her clear
0: fucking mental illness because she's uh, when she's interacting with this no one else is around of her imagination. No one else is around oh. So,
1: yeah, no, this is schizophrenia. This is not – he's not even a ghost. He's not a ghost. And it's not – nowhere do they say, like, oh, you know, yes, it's the spirit of him or anything. No. It's so her fucking hallucinating. And it's never addressed. Oh, my so God. So I'm like, oh, you should have gone with poisoning. the magic angle. And then maybe it could have been explained away a little bit more. But now you just have a insane person who's seeing a person in their body. Oh, my God. That's not normal. And somehow she's like, she knows things about this guy. Yeah. Because it's, her, his heart is telling her.
0: Oh, not because she like asked
1: like who gave her the no. heart. No, she didn't know. She didn't know until the end, until she goes to Tom's house apartment and there's a guy trying to sell it and he told her what happened to Tom
0: and then it like all cl- just clicks in her head. And and then at that point is she like you know what I'm not going to be a shit person. Yes, that's God. exactly what happened. She's uh, like she
1: has like a moment where she's like oh on the floor like in tears and then it's like well there's an uh, part of my life that I can just move on from now that I know that I have a decent heart worse. in my in my chest I can move on and not be a shit person also. I sort of had, like, vagina tingles for this guy. (laughs) uh, But, oh, that's fucked up because he's just in my body.
0: But um, I was hallucinating him. Yes. Hallucinating.
1: Wow. Straight all hallucinations. Wow, 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 wow. So we don't ever get to um, address the mental illness and also the fact that she was breaking and entering in a lot of places. (laughs) (laughs) When it was really him doing it, but it's just fucking her. Uh, So... She becomes a whole person again, okay. Which I think has a little bit of a sexist angle. Like, <laughs> took a man's heart to fix her. She was gonna be a shit person, but oh. oh, good thing we had a savior man come save her chest.
0: What if it was a woman's heart? Yeah,
1: no, yeah, it's not that movie. Damn it! I mean, you could make it like a like a friendship movie but then it wouldn't be hot mm. henry goulding i i always want to say goulding it's golding i no don't golding. want it i got you <laughs> favorite, it's gold, favorite. Tell a war
0: uh, so wow it's, yeah um they should have gone with the drug front story
1: here's the deal despite the ridiculous premise mm-hmm. did i still cry yes i did <laughs> of course you did of course i fucking did even though i knew what was going to happen i knew i still cried
0: you didn't stand up and leave the theater done <laughs> fuck this i'm done i'm out i, I still cried it. it's his heart uh <laughs> and you know what i still enjoyed it Aww. even though it was a
1: ridiculous fucking premise Did you watch it again
0: yes can we make a drinking game out of it sometime yes, next we can. christmas
1: it, it, it is not a poor movie it's not a like a badly written movie it's not a badly acted movie was she she was good she was good but again they didn't they didn't fuck her face up enough
0: <laughs> Did you notice the bug in her wig? No, I saw
1: Katya say that though. No, I didn't, but now I want to watch it again so I can
0: see the bug in her wig. You find uh, the bug
1: in the wig, you take a shot. I'm also still, I will always be a sap for British Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Like my favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually.
0: Yeah. Fight us. Fight. Fight us, us everyone else. Love Actually is a fucking gem. I have watched it that movie. Find our generation.
1: Are you kidding me? It's so fucking good. I have watched that movie so many times. Yes. Probably... On par with how many times I've seen Star Wars, honestly. No way.
0: I watch it once a year at least. Have you seen like all the thing pieces that just rip it apart? Shut up. Let people enjoy things. Let people fucking enjoy things. Leave love actually alone. (laughs) Leave love
1: Leave love actually alone. (laughs) I like British movies. I like to imagine what it would be like in Christmas in London. Like I enjoy (gasps) that. Let's do it next year. Let's go to London for Christmas. Done and done. So overall. Even though the premise was almost gave me an aneurysm eye rolling, <laughs> I still Dislocated enjoyed. It it, I, my I passed out for a couple <laughs> minutes because my eyes rolled back so hard. So I'm going to give it three out of five wandering eyebrows.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, wandering eyebrows.
0: They're so animated. They are so animated. Never since, uh, is Sam Elliott? Nope. Nope, it's that other guy who was in that Sandra Bullock movie where he was in the hospital, and she told everyone that she was his boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend. While you were sleeping? Yeah. Isn't that the eyebrows guy? That's Bill Pullman. That's his brother, right? One of the guys is the eyebrows guy. Oh, I know who you're talking
1: about. Yes, the guy from... The OC. The OC. And also from... Isn't he like the dad on uh, Parent Trap? Nope. Bill Holman. Nope. No, I know exactly who you're talking about. Peter
0: Gallagher. Peter Gallagher, yes. He does. also has very expressive eyebrows. Yes. They could have an eyebrow off. Oh, he was in Burlesque. Ew. Oh, he's also in uh, Grace and Frankie, which... I'm not going to watch, ever. Please stop Uh, recommending that to me. We We can watch watch that
1: when we're in our 60s and 70s, when that's relevant. So yeah, I I would watch it again with you if you want to make that one of our Friday family movie (laughs) nights. We can watch that together. Uh, I would watch it again. It was amazing. I'm not going to shit on it because I cried. Like, if, if it was that ridiculous... I would not have been emotionally affected by it. So. True, true. Well, so here we are. True. So here we are. This is going to be my only nice review ever of a Christmas movie. Even are we calling Cats a Christmas movie? I don't know, it's coming out at Christmas. It's not Christmas it's not related a, it's not though, Christmas it? related at all. So, uh, I if if I start crying in Cats, I want you to punch me in the face. <laughs> Cuz I should not. Be emotionally affected by that abomination of a film. <laughs> I, I'm, what about when they show Idris Elba? He's so yeah, crazy. So, like, I know that, like they don't need to be wearing clothes but there's something so like scandalous about him just like showing his fur <laughs> don't like it I don't like it I don't like that movie somehow
0: the, when they, does it come out the, 20, the 20th 20th Yeah, going. it's the
1: same weekend as Star Wars I'm
0: sure it'll do well good job well, well we can't go to the movie theater then I won't handle it
1: <laughs> well if you go to that there's not enough, many fucking people in the movie cats they're all gonna be seeing Frozen or Star Wars <laughs> we'll go on a Tuesday afternoon yes. and make sure we reserve our scene. yeah and not by everybody else <laughs> so that's my christmas movie i might watch uh, uh the night before christmas i might do nothing but christmas movies for the rest of the year
0: i don't know well, but every time you say the night before christmas i'm like nightmare before no, christmas no really. no uh
1: actually we are going to see uh bill and i got tickets to see knives out which i'm very <gasps> excited about it
0: really good things same, about it.
1: same i have heard really good Who reviews said? that it's extremely exciting and that it's really fun to watch in a theater full Who of people directed
0: it ryan johnson yes 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 yeah that's ryan yes oh so interesting way to spell ryan <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: i think i'm actually i don't know i i've always pronounced it's it ryan Rianne.
0: i don't know Rianne. we add an n and a e on there it's my niece's name ryan Rianne. Rianne. <laughs>
1: we'll look that up after uh yeah. So, yeah so whatever. that's that's that
0: is my last christmas review oh. well i'm glad you figured out the thing but like but I mean, I was pretty sold on the fucking dr- money laundering. That w- that's a don't good get Christmas movie. That's a good idea. That because was diehard. All it
1: needs, to, all <laughs> you need to do is be like, why does this show this uh, store make as much money as it does? Oh, it's because that's, she's selling the, that drugs. That was my
0: my <laughs> reasoning behind it. Hmm. I'm glad I had extra time mm-hmm. from Friday because I was going to review something that I had watched a while ago that has just been yeah. kind of sitting in my notes. But then, over the weekend. Uh, a lot of movies came available either to rent or to buy, which you know every now and then we'll we'll pay six bucks to rent a film off the internet because we didn't go out. So I didn't mean that to sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do anything. We didn't go out? I mean, you know, we didn't we didn't have a night out on the town. So six dollars, not a big deal. No, not a big deal. We can afford it. It's fine. So a film that. I don't know if I was excited to see it or if it was just the level of, well, we're gonna watch that, right? Like we have to watch that. You know, there's there's those movies. I think I know what you're gonna. Oh my watch. god, what is what is it, what is the review? Once upon a time in Hollywood.
1: yeah <laughs> I just watched it. I'm so excited. Oh my god, you saw it? Yes, just, okay. like I watched it. I finished it right before you got over here. Oh my god, Crazy. go ahead.
0: Okay, I will say I'm not gonna spoil the ending because the ending is. Literally the entire point of the movie. Yeah. Period. That's that's the movie. The end. Um. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it came out at the end of July of this year, um, but it premiered at the Cannes. The Cannes. <laughs> the Cannes. The Cannes. Film Festival. Film Festival. And um, two... Uh, several many minutes standing ovation is what I read about it. There was um, arguments of whether it was five, six, seven, or eight minutes standing ovation. But the Cannes liked this movie. Okay. So it it had a lot of buzz around it mm-hmm. um, because of that positive reception. But it also had a lot of buzz around it because of Quentin Tarantino, who is a list problematic. <laughs> He is a list, and he is problematic. So both of those are correct. So problematic. And the more I read about this film, I was like, Quentin, stop! Like just, just God, just <laughs> shh, shh. So this was his tenth film. Uh, the last one was the Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. which I did not make it through. It was too long, <laughs> <laughs> and I fell asleep. And I said, Justin, do I need to finish that? And he said, Nope, nah, not really. Which problematic I'm guessing would have been the case with this as well. But I, for some reason, stayed awake for the entirety of the two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, it's a long that movie. this film lasted. No wonder you needed some tea. <laughs> <laughs> Wake back up. So, if you are not familiar with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, It takes place in 1969 Los Angeles, and to quote the uh, great documentarian Wikipedia, not documentarian, (laughs) encyclopedia Wikipedia, (laughs) I don't know words, Um, it is about an actor and his stunt double trying to navigate the changing film industry. And another quote about it was that it is a modern fairy tale tribute to the final moments of Hollywood's golden age. Who is stroking Quentin so hard? I'm making the jack off motion right Just, now. Yeah. Oh my god. We need a freaking sound effect for that. We don't. I can make that. Do you want me to make that? <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> A modern fairy tale tribute. Aww. Oh my God. Who is Quentin paying for this stuff? He probably wrote it himself. Right. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter called it Tarantino's love letter to the 1960s, which, if that is the case, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, okay. I oh, That one I wrote. I'll give it that. Okay, sure. Because. It was pretty. Yes. Literally, my notes, the production design. He didn't want to use any CGI. So mm-hmm. he did things like Musso and Frank's, the famous mm-hmm. old Hollywood steakhouse. Um, they used their original plates and he got them to, um, I guess they just cover the marquees over the years. So he got them to like um, unveil the old marquee. Oh, cool. That's and like cool. really cool stuff like that. So the the design was amazing. The costuming was just Drool worthy mm-hmm. from the starlets to the hippies. <laughs> those damn hippies! God, they hated hippies in this movie. <laughs> Which there's an entire think piece about how hateful it was towards the hippies and how they were not a bad people. Okay, but, like uh,
1: okay, writers, these hippies were though. <laughs> these, these specific, specific hippies were bad people, though. Yes.
0: Vintage Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Oh my like God! Are you kidding me? Take me there into those houses. Vintage Hollywood Hills is just absolutely fucking dreamy. It's cool. So I will, I will give this love letter to, you know, sort of this dying golden age of Hollywood. Because that's uh, that was one of my comments when we were watching it. I was like, God, to have a house back then up there with that fucking mid-century architecture. Yeah. Jesus, put it in my pants. It's so cool. But we'll give you all of that, Quentin. You get one point. You get that. So... The um, actor who the uh, movie follows is, goes by, goes by, his name is Rick Dalton, and he is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. His story is that he is an aging Western star. He was the star of the 1950s Western show Bounty Law, Bounty which was Law. not a real thing. Um, and I classified him as C-List. As you can, he uh, guest stars in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um He's not really getting main roles anymore.
1: Yes, you would recognize his
0: face, but you wouldn't be able to put his name. Right. Who's that guy? That guy was in an episode of Law and Order. Yeah. Yes, that is who Leonardo DiCaprio plays. And Leonardo DiCaprio had a lot of great moments in this. I enjoyed him immensely. There's rarely a time when I don't enjoy watching him cuz I think that he just no matter what the material is, he commits. And especially with his dad Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> he's going to commit. Yeah. And so he has some he has some really great moments. There's a Get Off My Lawn moment at the end where he is drunk and stumbles out front with a pitcher of margaritas and like this sassy short robe and he's yelling at the dirty hippies and he's just great. He's he's so great. There's a, a scene where he starts crying in front of a child actor. And you're just like, oh, like you you understand what he's going through. Yeah. And imagine um, how Leo feels about his career now, even though he is still getting big roles. Is he A-list? He's A-list. He's A-list. He A-list. Yeah. Yes. And I would say, Quentin Tarantino, sure, I'm going to watch it. However, the two main stars in this sold me even more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I worry about with Leonardo DiCaprio is how much he uh, scowls, he furrows his brow. How in his 40-something years on this planet, how old is Leonardo He's the same age as us. No, he's not. Yes, he is. God damn it. No, he's not. He's yes, he older. Is. No. Because he's still dating 20-year-olds.
1: Google Alexa. I don't think he's that much older than us. I don't think he's
0: that much older.
1: Let's look real he quick. Was, when he was in... What's Eating Gilbert Grape? He was only, like, in
0: Basketball Diaries, he was only, like, 14. He's 45.
1: 45?
0: Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> he just turned 45 I on November know. 11th. I don't
1: know how old people
0: are. He's an actor, film producer, and environmentalist. Thanks, Leo. Hire me. Uh, I'm too old. Um, <laughs> so... Is, is constantly furrowing his brow. Talk about freaking wandering eyebrows. And I don't know how he doesn't have more wrinkles. Cause he doesn't have like an an unnatural smooth forehead, but that motherfucker is constantly pulling those eyebrows together. Yeah. Constantly. Those little beady eyes of his. Maybe he gets Botox. I don't know, because you there's st- I don't know. I'm concerned. <laughs> Leo, stop doing that. Unintentionally punch my microphone. <laughs> so that is Rick Dalton. Um his best friend slash stunt double, who is probably stunt double first, then became his best friend. His name is Cliff Booth, and he is played by Brad Coop. Jesus <laughs> do you want to try that again? <laughs> Rewind, beep boop pop. I wrote down Bradley, that's why. Because I like to call him Bradley. Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Brad Pitt. god damn God damn, Brad Pitt. God damn. <laughs> he, he is not the illegitimate spawn of Robert Redford. I don't know who his dad is. He's He's fucking so handsome. He's so handsome. And you can see, this is one of the, I mean, I can't remember what else I've seen him in lately, but you really see his age in this movie. Yeah, you do. And there's some scars added for effect as a stunt double. Also some really bad tans added on, which (laughs) I guess was intentional because of the late 60s, early 70s tanning capabilities. Um, So he is starting... To show some age, but that's okay. It's okay. It's good. That's okay. I would watch a whole movie just about him, the character, uh living in his trailer, eating mac and cheese, and feeding his precious dog. Oh,
1: Brandy. The most
0: precious pit bull in the entire world. Brandy. Until she's not. <laughs> but that was on purpose. It, it he's he's just so enjoyable to watch. And not just when he's shirtless fixing a TV antenna. That I feel like in this role, he didn't have to try very hard. No, he was was a little bit himself. He was just walking around being Brad Pitt. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, flirting with young hippie girls. Yeah. Having some drinks. It's just, I imagine that's what Brad Pitt does on a regular (laughs) Tuesday afternoon. He, of course, is great to watch in anything. Could it have been somebody else playing that role? I don't know. Maybe. Would I have cared as much? Definitely not.
1: See, I had, the, the what I took issue with is that Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt don't look fucking anything <laughs> no. alike. They don't look anything <laughs> alike. At least when you're, when you do stunt doubles,
0: like they're supposed to be like the same size as you, the same <laughs> yeah. general size. They don't, they don't have the same build. That, no. Leo's very broad chested. No. Bradley Pitt is very like slender. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was unbelievable for me. Yeah. Also, l- slightly older. <laughs> slightly older because yeah. Bradley's in his 50s yeah good for him good for him uh, so this character Cliff is just uh, like kind of like an all around badass and he's basically um, Rick's assistant slash best friend and you know uh, Rick pays him to do stuff because it's hard to get stunt work nowadays I guess in 1969 mm-hmm. who knows the mystery surrounding Cliff is whether or not he killed his wife <laughs> There are still unknown, still unknown. There are some uh, stunt managers who will not hire him because he allegedly killed his wife, which the way that he killed his wife was a nod to the murder of uh, Natalie Woods. Mm -hmm. Do they know she just disappeared off a boat? Yeah, she she drowned. And I'm doing
1: air quotes, but it's the question of is whether she was pushed off the boat. or If she just fell off the boat. Yes.
0: Um, So that was that was an interesting little little uh nod there. There's a lot of interesting nods. There's in so film, many nods. Want. So many fucking nods. So. All right, so those are like the two main characters. The neighbors of Rick Dalton in the Hollywood Hills on Cielo Drive. Um is, he lives next door to none other than Roman Polanski. Oh my god. Problematic. He's super problematic. Speaking of problematic, so at Roman Polanski's house, uh, his current wife, Sharon Tate, is staying there with Sharon Tate's ex-boyfriend, Jay Sebring. Now, I got confused at the scene with the Playboy party where they were like, she's in love with him, but married to him. And he, I thought they were saying that Sharon was married to Jay, but having an affair with Roman.
1: No. And I, I – because they didn't seem to make it uh, – it didn't seem like Jay and Sharon were like in a torrid affair. It seemed like they were just like best just like the best of friends. Yeah. So it didn't seem romantic at all. No. They didn't seem to have any romantic chemistry. Yeah. So I I guess I don't I don't mm-hmm. know enough about Sharon Tate and Jay Sebring to know their relationship. Me neither. But she she broke off her engagement to Jay to date and get engaged to Roman.
0: Okay. Woof. That actually happened. Okay. So, Sharon Tate is played by Margot I say Robbie, is it Robbie. Robbie? Margot Robbie. Who is a true doll. <laughs> she's a babe. She is a living doll. She is perfect mm-hmm. in the face. She is so perfect in the face. Everything is perfectly proportioned. I'm assuming that was all her hair. I'm sure it was. Gorgeous blonde hair. She is just amazing. Um and so she's playing sharon tate seeing herself on movie posters for like you know i don't know if it was the first time or one of the first times she goes up to the theater box office and is like one ticket please and they try and charge her and she's like but what if i'm in it and she's just wholesomely darling just an absolutely darling human like genuinely excited to be acting even if it meant she had to marry roman polanski So, that is the connection between these two sort of bumbling LA men and the Sharon Tate Roman Polanski thing is that they are neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so things are happening at the same time. (coughs) If you have read or anything about the movie or know anything about Sharon Tate and the Roman Polanski house, you know that there is a Manson family connection. Yeah. So, the Polanski house, of course, is where um, Sharon Tate. And J.C. Bring and two of their house guests were murdered by four members of the Manson family, um, historically speaking. But where the Manson family resided was a place called Spawn Ranch, which was out somewhere in LA. And um, Cliff finds his way out to the Spawn Ranch, and there is this whole creepy fucking scene on this. It's an old uh, Western ranch where they used to film, and now it's just um, overtaken by the Manson family commune, which was, um, I don't know, 90% women, young, very young women. And it's super creepy. So Cliff picks up a hippie hitchhiker um, who goes by the name of Pussycat, who I read was based off of a real Manson family member who would lure men back to the ranch. For what reason? For what wasn't reason? It wasn't stated. Probably murder related. I'm not sure. Pussycat was played by Margaret Qualley, who is the spawn of Andy McDowell, who you would not realize oh. except for, number one, she's gorgeous. And number two, mm. I, I got Andy McDowell in like her her eyes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know her from Leftovers. No shit. That's a is is daughter her. from Leftovers. I didn't yeah. When I watched Leftovers, I didn't know that she was a McDowell. <laughs> a Quali. Her dad's like a model. What? <laughs> so, we see a lot of the young girls. You see Gypsy who is like the momish of the girls, who is a Lena Dunham and a Moomoo. Moo. Like, Lena Dunham's ultimate form. <laughs> are you trying to make things more problematic there? Yeah, let, yes. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Why don't you get every
1: other problematic actor in the oh. world and put them in this fucking movie? Oh
0: my God. Uh, we meet Tex. Uh, do We We don't see Charles Manson at this point. We see him at, at the point where he first goes to the Polanski house. And if you have viewed Mindhunter, you know that it is the same actor who plays... Charles yeah. Manson in Mindhunter. I crazy. called him a career Manson.
1: <laughs> you still are you still disagreeing that he looks a little bit like Justin Timberlake? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> Somebody please agree Justin with Timberlake me on is this. now problematic. Everybody's fucking problematic now.
0: <laughs> um. So this is part of the Manson family connection. Cliff finds himself at Spawn Ranch because he worked there on a film once, and he like knew the guy who owned the ranch, who's played by. Creepy Bruce Stern. You also get to see creepy, uh, uh, the girl, Dakota Fanning. Squeaky. Yes. Squeaky from. Yes. Uh, Dakota Fanning. Gross. I mean, not Dakota Fanning's not gross. No, they grossed her the fuck up, I didn't even recognize her. I was like, which one was Dakota Fanning? Why? Um, So the Sharon Tate murder and the Manson family and the two main characters all come together in the end in a way that I'm not going to spoil because it's literally the entire point of the two hour and 40 minute movie it is true. and if you don't want to watch a two hour and 40 minute movie, google the ending or shoot me a DM and I'll tell you what happens or just skip till the end did I expect it? didn't did it make sense? in a roundabout way? kind of it's where you get your classic Territito uh, gore over the top mm-hmm. gore um kind of funny kind kind of a a little bit of a, a few funny things that happened but so the plot leads to this ending where you're kind of like huh okay all right so all that huh? bye <laughs> all that huh <laughs> all that extra shit yeah, that you had and in Justin, there as soon as it ended he was like well they can't all be night. <laughs> <laughs> we watched the two amazing movies a couple weeks ago. We watched this and we're just like, huh, huh. okay, sure, sure. So I have a list of dislikes for me in this film. Number one, Tarantino is generally very problematic. True. It's it's hard though, because he is sort of a, one of the defining artists of our generation again and it's well, like, this is what we have to deal with, with everybody.
1: That's the thing. Our generation's problematic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Generationally problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he could work to be like less problematic, though. Like he could do
1: something. But
0: he doesn't give a He doesn't fuck. give any
1: shits, which makes it hard because you don't want to like support him. But at the same time, like most of the time his stuff's really good. And so you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What do I do with this? Are we talking about it? Yeah. Is that what he wants people to do? And he's not what? problematic enough that he can be canceled. Right. He isn't anything that's like Bill Cosby worthy, but he's still problematic. And so it's like,
0: oh, yeah, no, he's, he's she's a challenge. Uh, why hasn't Scarlett Johansson been in any of his movies? Has she? I don't think she has. Mm. He should have fucking cast her in it, too. Um, other dislikes. Feet. Feet, 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 feet. That feet. motherfucker and feet. feet. I swear to God. I swear to God, I have not noticed it in other movies. Really? I remember Uma Thurman feet because Uma Thurman has like size twelve alien feet. She does. You get a lot of Margot feet. Ew, and they're dirty. Dirty. The dirty bottoms feet. of her feet are dirty. Ah. There's one where the where the hippie girl is putting her feet up on the windshield, and it's like squish, dirty feet. Like. And there were more feet in this than I have ever noticed in any of his films, the only person who has good feet that I would watch again are Leo's feet. I don't even remember his feet. I think it was the po- a pool scene. There's a couple scenes with Leo's feet. And oh, they were, see, yeah, I didn't
1: even notice his feet. They were
0: fine. You know who doesn't show his feet? Bradley. He probably like, was like... I'm Brad Pitt. Go fuck yourself. I'm not showing my feet, (laughs) you fucking weirdo. You perv weirdo. I'm not showing my feet. I'm Brad Pitt. Suck a dick. God damn it. Um, Something that was very heavily problematic that made me a little uncomfortable and I didn't know how problematic it was until I started reading about the film was the portrayal of Bruce Lee. Yeah.
1: Yikes. Uh, Problematic. Yikes. That Yeah.
0: Which, if you're not going to see the film, it was of of just a caricature of an arrogant asshole, young, very handsome, beautiful jawline actor, uh, Bruce Lee, and Cliff has an encounter with him. Yeah. Yes,
1: um, and apparently not at all realistic to Bruce Lee's actual
0: personality. Right. And in, like insulting to his family. Yes. His family has spoken out quite a bit about it and have also said that they wish that uh, Quentin Tarantino would just please stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, it's fine. just Just shut your fucking stop. mouth. Just let's not do that again. OK, <laughs> so uh, those are like my key dislikes. They don't necessarily make the film in general problematic. It's just kind of like, all right, that's enough of that. A uh, lot of names in this film besides Bradley mm-hmm. and Leo and Margot. You have Kurt Russell. You have a Tarantino mainstay, Michael Madsen, for a small bit. You have Al Pacino, big names like Rumor Willis. (laughs) She looks so pretty. She looked beautiful. She looks really pretty, and I was like, oh, Rumor. Good wig. Uh, We already talked about Lena Dunham, Uh, Timothy Oliphant, Luke Perry. who is his last role. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I That's a lie. I thought that he was just made that someone up. else. That wasn't his last role. That wasn't his last role. I think that 90210 role. was his last There was another... Last breath. It was his his last last, Christmas. It was his last Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) And his first. And also his first. (laughs) I thought, God, I can't remember who I thought he was. But then I Googled it and I was like, oh, it's Luke Perry. Uh, And a fairly unrecognizable Emile Hirsch. Who is that? Who that was? I was yes! the
1: whole fucking movie. I was trying to. That's Jay, right? Yes. Yes, I was trying He's to figure so out tiny.
0: who he was, and I was like, God, he looks so familiar. So oh, tiny. Okay. And then there's people that like I don't rec- like Damian Lewis from uh, that Claire Danes crying show Homeland. <laughs> he was in it. He, I think he played Steve McQueen. I think I don't know. A lot of lot of people in this movie.
1: I want to do a shout out for one of my favorite consistent Quentin Tarantino actresses that doesn't get enough like credit and that's Zoe Bell oh my god I fucking love Zoe Bell because she's fucking she's hilarious and she's been in every single one of his films first as uh, Uma Thurman's stunt double yes uh, and I, I just love that she still that we get to see her not as just a stunt double, but as like. A,
0: yes, because she's amazing. She is. She's really good. And he lets her have her Australian accent yeah or whatever. Um, yes. Thank you for that. She's absolutely incredible. Um, so final final thoughts. The plot, it's kind of shit. He's doing this thing that he did with *Inglorious Bastards, which I loved *Inglorious Bastards. Same. I fucking love that movie. There's some rewriting of history that happens, which with *Inglorious Bastards, it makes sense. And here you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But, but why? Why? Oh <laughs> if you want to, there's other ways you can rewrite history and make things. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. love Leo and Brad together so much put them and everything together, buddy comedies all the time. Um I appreciate the nostalgia and the level of care that went into the actual production. But by the end of it, I was like, is this just a story about their friendship? Like, <laughs> no, it's not. That's not what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a love letter to 1960s. Uh-huh. stroking off. I felt that if you are familiar with Chuck Palahniuk, the writer of Fight Club books, his early novels are so good. And now they're fairly unreadable because they're either gory or graphic or there's like a five-part series. No, there's like a two-part series I started reading and I was like, no, I don't want to read any more of this. But people will keep reading his books because he's Chuck Palahniuk and he's going to yeah. keep writing them. Because, and I feel that's kind of what Tarantino is doing where he's like, I'm going to kind of do what I want. And people are still going to watch my movies and I'm still going to get big da- actors in it. And I'm just going to just make these masturbatory films of whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting that. I mean, stop at 10. It's a nice round <laughs> number. Stop. You know, 10. You go to 11, then you have to go up to 15. It it's just true. doesn't make sense. So I originally gave it a 2.75 out of 5. But I I bumped it back up to 3 because the nostalgia, I appreciate it so much. And I, I love that era. And I love that design. And I want the glasses that Margot wore in the movie theater scene <laughs>
1: <laughs> They were half of her face.
0: <laughs> they were so good. Um so I'm going to give once upon a time in Hollywood 3 out of 5 dirty ugly feet. Yuck.
1: Yuck. I also very much liked Inglorious Bastards and what that movie had that this movie didn't was the rest of the movie was exciting. <laughs> yes. There was there was always a tension in the rest of the movie in Inglorious Bastards always that was just like leading up to this like final at the end just like this you know uh, moment this this didn't have that it was just like here's two and a half hours of stupid shit no one cares
0: about and then the ending yeah Eh. yeah that wasn't my jam that's exactly the point there's no tension maybe there was supposed to be with
1: no no because you when even when like he went to the ranch and stuff
0: you I knew th- nothing you was going you know, to happen. You,
1: you knew that he could fucking fight his way out of that. He would yeah. punch every bitch in the face. Like, yeah, problematic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part of the problem. Mm. So, part but uh, yeah, person. I did not. This was not my favorite.
0: No, oh my god, I can't believe you watched it today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that, and I uh, also watched the latest episode of Watchmen. Jesus Christ, that fucking
0: show is so goddamn good. That episode just ripped my fucking heart and my guts out all at once. It was just like this is the country that we live in and this is its history and it's so ugly and I hate it. But Regina King, God bless you Regina King. She's so good. Her face. She's so good. Oh my god. that, That episode was just so fucking cool. Have you heard the
1: connection that you were s- potentially supposed to have made, but no one's actually said that it's official. Um, Fred in that episode, the fat guy, uh huh. Um, that's Donald Trump's dad's name, who was also in the Ku Klux Klan and also owned a grocery store. Wait, is Cyclops? Yeah, tr- I, th- there are people that are saying that that is the connection that we were sub- not supposed to be making, but that has been mm. made, is that, mm-hmm. oh, that was Donald Trump's dad. Wow.
0: Fucked up. That's I love amazing. It. Um, are you watching The Crown? I'm not. I've never watched The Crown. No,
1: don't hurt what? me. Don't hurt me. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I, I just never have. It's. Uh, I will eventually binge it. I just, I'm not... Ah. I'm not in the right headspace um, for it. I'm in the right headspace. Worshipper of the monarchy like I am. I'm in the headspace (laughs) for A Night Before Christmas. Uh, (laughs) What I did watch, I did watch uh, The King, though. Oh, what did you think? Timothy Shamanlamalai He's so cute. He's so darn cute. I see what the girls... I said the last episode I didn't see what the girls see in him. I see it now. Those cheekbones. I I will put him in a little baby Bjorn and carry him around (laughs) and then stroke his beautiful hair. I get it now. I did, and it was good. good. And God, no, everything you said was absolutely correct. Like, uh, what's his face? What an ass.
0: What a stupid oh, asshole. Robert
1: Pattinson. What a stupid <laughs> asshole.
0: And I loved it. I oh, loved I'm glad it. you watched it. Yeah, it was good. So enjoyable. Like of all period pieces, I would watch that one again.
1: Yeah, it was really good. It was and it was, That one, it was consistently exciting and interesting. and A lot of tension, build up. A lot up. of tension, a lot of build
0: up. Maybe, maybe learn from that. Yeah, and that Quentin little twist and at the end. <laughs> a little twist at the end was so heartbreaking. Yeah um yeah so that's about it we uh we have a holiday this week yep so we're recording late but we're skipping this week because it's uh black friday black friday black friday and uh what are you thankful for this year i'm thankful that we uh got our asses together and made a podcast yeah i'm thankful for that too yeah it's awesome not only do we get to spend more time together every friday night um, and sometimes monday afternoons <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we've made some fun connections with like friends you know that are friends but now they're like we love your podcast yeah. and i'm like you are a true good friend if you will listen to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> such true good friends we're thankful Honestly, for all of you are quite a lot of true good friends quite a lot of <laughs> listeners that we have such good friends yes i'm i'm thankful. and my mom <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, mom. mom. <laughs> what are you? What are you thankful for? Uh,
1: I'm thankful. I'm thankful for us, yes, starting this podcast. It's something that I, I. If you would have asked me last year, mm-hmm. this time, if I thought that's something we'd ever actually fucking do, yeah, there was just like a moment where we're like, no, let's do it right now. We're gonna do it. Like it, we we were both in just like the exact right time that we were like. How about we stop talking about it just and just do fucking? Work. What if we just do it? Yeah. What if it's terrible? I don't care if it's terrible. It might be. It we is. Don't care. It is terrible. <laughs> we don't care. So I'm thankful that we we both kind of you're just fist pumped did. Mm. We cohesively like came together at the same time to be like, yeah, let's just fucking do it. Yes. And I'm thankful for my bill and yeah. my new job and uh yeah, exciting. Exciting time in your life. Exciting times, yeah. Yeah. And you know, again, if there's things that you would like us to review, movies coming up, we're definitely going to review Cats. That's going to be a. (laughs) a, We have not watched the same film and reviewed the same film since. I mean, the Fry Festival. That was the same topic. It was the same topic, but we've never actually reviewed the same thing. Through different eyes. So this might be the first Interesting. What
0: else was I going to say? And then when are you going to make the blended chicken taquito soup? I don't or know. Where you just fucking pulverize chicken taquitos and call it soup. I am not going to make it for
1: our dinner on Friday. Okay. Because that would be weird.
0: It doesn't really go with turkey. It doesn't go with turkeys.
1: Um... I don't know, but I am going to make it and review it. I got a, an immersion blender specifically so I could make it. I do not own
0: an immersion blender before chicken. I'm okay. I'm out. I'm no, out. <laughs> no, no, I just
1: talked <laughs> no, myself no, out of it. No, no, forget that there's <laughs> chicken in it. I'm gonna grind it up. You won't even know it's in there. It's okay. It's <sighs> okay. Oh my god, Taco Bell development. Okay, there has been a development. So nearish to my house, about two blocks away, mm-hmm. there has been an empty hole. That used to be a gas station that we heard rumors that no. there was a, a taco bell going to open up but that was a fucking year ago and nothing has happened recently there's mm. been a development oh my there God. is now a sign with the taco bell logo that says coming soon
0: Fuck yes, Fuck I, yes. there are no taco bells on my routes anywhere around town so when i come over here on a friday night and we yep. need, we need dinner now on we, friday night yep I'm gonna be like Just Taco Bell. about your Taco Bell order. Hell <laughs> to the fucking yeah! yeah I, I cannot have 74 wait. 74 hard tacos. <laughs> That's very
1: exciting. I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Yes. Um, and uh, we'll be, we'll be their regular customers. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Are they hiring? We even
1: have Bill and I even have a uh, uh, grand opening outfits to wear. Oh my gosh! So it's funny. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And made it uh, into a literal movie. My brother and sister-in-law, we had told them that that Taco Bell was opening last fucking year. Oh, my gosh. And so they got us Taco Bell branded sweatshirts to wear for the opening, which we <laughs> still have not gotten to wear because it has not opened yet, but it'll it'll get, it's coming. It's coming. I'm excited. Oh my god! So and for those of foods. you that uh, shit on Taco Bell, go fuck yourselves. Because <laughs> it's good. It's legitimately good. It's not even like oh, you know, I just it's like a taste from my childhood. No, no, it tastes good. I like Taco Bell. The food's
0: good. I like it's good. It's good. It's good. It's great. And uh, on that note, Taco Bell sponsor us. Number one. Number two. Dear listeners, thank you for being here. And please make sure to follow us on Mm -hmm. the social medias. Share with your friends and family. Hey, you know, make us one of your 72 days of gratitude or whatever it is people do this time of year. Share it and say, I'm thankful for these broads. You know what you should do is when you're
1: at uh, your family's Thanksgiving, be like, hey, there's this thing I want (laughs) you all to listen to. And then sit there and stare at them all while they listen to it, wondering why they're not laughing like you
0: are. Your grandma starts crying. (laughs) Why do they keep talking about? penises <laughs> Do it's that. euphoria grandma it's 2019 god grandma Jeez, grandma <laughs> all right well thanks for listening and we'll be back not the end of this week but the end of next week have a happy thanksgiving and uh, gobble, gobble gobble Charkies. gobble peace out bye bye <laughs> okay.